The Lizzie Borden House, The Conjuring House, Amityville Horror, The USS Salem, Ballisca Axe Murders. What do all of these have in common and why are we talking about them? Hi, I'm your host, Caden, and together on this podcast, we will be talking about these topics and many more. The paranormal is a broad topic, and all of these places and subjects have had psychics and mediums involved in their research. Join me weekly as we delve into the paranormal and follow along with my life, the life of a Utah medium. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Life of a Utah Medium. I am your host, Caden, and it is great to have you guys back. It's great to be recording another episode for you guys. This episode was one that I was looking forward to, and I hope that you guys enjoy it as much as I enjoyed doing the interview. Um, so let's give you a little bit of update on what's happened this week, some things that have changed, and then we will uh, jump right into the interview. And then at the end of the episode, as always, I will give you a synopsis of what's coming up. So this week has actually been pretty hit and miss with Thanksgiving being this week. Hopefully everybody had a great Thanksgiving weekend. It was pretty slow, which I'm not complaining about at all. Uh, having a slow, easy week sometimes is kind of nice. Beyond that, it was really pretty decent. Um, I was able to get my notary officially commissioned through the state, and I was also able to complete my certification to be a signing agent. So if you know of anybody that is a real estate agent or an attorney or a banker or anything like that that may need some paperwork notarized or a loan document signed, let me know. Send them my way and I would love to help get them taken care of. It's going to make things a little bit busy, but that's okay. I enjoy busy. So beyond that, everything else is pretty much the same this week. We've had a pretty pretty nice relaxing week. Got that couple of things done and that's it. That It's been a pretty decent week for an update. So let's jump right into the show. I am excited to bring this interview to you guys. It is a friend of mine that I have known for quite a while. Her name is Joni Mahan, and she is the leader and owner of Haunted New Harmony in New Harmony, Indiana. And we talk a little bit about the hauntings that take place there, the history of the town, and a little bit about the books that she has written. She is a paranormal author. So without further ado, I bring you the interview with Joni Mann. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining me, Joni. It's awesome to talk to you again. It's nice talking to you as well. Let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, what brought you to Haunted New Harmony, where you started, um getting into your books you're at what 29 books now 20 i'm writing book 24 right now so i've published 23 so, that's fantastic yeah well you know i i was in massachusetts for 30 years and my kids left the nest and 
I was pretty much on my own at that point. And I just decided to um, come back to Indiana and spend some time with my parents while I still had parents. And it's been a really good move. It was hard leaving my grown kids, uh, but I do get to see them a couple times a year and we talk on the phone a lot and video chat. So it's, um, you know, it's been a, a different adventure. And then when I moved to the town of New Harmony, uh, I was very much drawn here. And I know you know how those things work when you're supposed, yes. to, be, you're supposed to be somewhere. <laughs> and if you're watching for the signs, which I'm always watching for signs and synchronicities and every road led me here. And immediately I started walking around as a medium feeling ghosts in every building. And I thought, wow, this is crazy. I didn't have any idea the town was this haunted. And then I started asking people questions and I started getting all the ghost stories. And it was like, wow, this is insane. So, you know, I'm a paranormal author. What do I do? I got to write a book about it. So nice. Uh, yeah, I know. So I wrote the book and uh, it gave me a little bit more street cred here and uh and then i just decided to start doing ghost walks based on the stories that i had already collected from my book and it's been four years that i've been doing the ghost walks and it's every year gets a little busier so i now have uh four four tour guides so that's we're, amazing we're them out. yeah it's been great so in your research uh when you first got to new harmony what building would you say drew your attention most? Well, you know, it's funny because I didn't know any of them. Um, I wasn't aware of them. Once I started asking around, everybody was like, uh, the Fauntleroy house is the most haunted house. And I was dying to get in there, but the, most of these houses, buildings are like old historical buildings and they're locked up. You know, you can't just right. walk in. You gotta know somebody with keys. and. So I had made, you know, some some friends with keys pretty quickly and uh, asked somebody to let me in. And she, it was getting to be, it was dusk, it was almost dark and she let me in and we walked in and it was pretty dark and we were, she was looking around for the light switches and she couldn't find them. And I was standing at the base of the stairs, just, I didn't want to trip over anything or break something. So I just stood in place. And then all of a, she came back and she said, I have no idea where the light switches are. And then all of a sudden the light over my head popped on, turned on on its own. And I was like, okay, you know, thank you. <laughs> and there's the light. <laughs> and there was the light. Yeah. So we've had we've got to investigate that building quite a few times. And uh it's definitely one of the more haunted buildings. It has a little edge to it. Like you don't feel completely safe when you're in there. Um not not soul collector dangerous like <laughs> what you helped me with years ago. <laughs> But uh, definitely, like, you know, I don't know. I wouldn't want to be in there by myself at night. I think I'd be a little weirded out. Yeah, and and I know you've talked about a few other buildings there as well. Um, your most recent investigation was in the, was it Ribeye Building? Ribeye. <laughs> it's hard yeah. to say. Yeah, Ribeye <laughs> Gymnasium. So, yeah, that and that building is incredible. It has a really unique history. So it was built in 1924. And the very next year, um, a F5 tornado swept through three states and killed hundreds of people. And it wiped out the, the town next door. Like quite a few people were dead or dying. And they brought them to town to help, you know, take care of them. And they ended up putting the dead bodies in the basement of this brand new gymnasium and it become a temporary morgue. 
And oh, when you walk down in that basement, not too many people have access to it. Like, you know, you have to, again, know somebody with keys. <laughs> and, right. Uh, you know, when we rent it, they they respect what I do. They know that I'm going to be compassionate to the ghosts there, and that I'm not going to that I'm going to take care of the building as well. So uh, that we have access to that basement, and it is it'll make your skin crawl when you go down there. It's one big long room. It's dirt floors, brick columns, cobwebs, dimly lit, and you just walk in there and you, you just feel them swirling around. There's a lot of sadness and uh, just you just don't want to spend any real time there not comfortable right so is there any buildings on your tour that when you first got access really surprised you um yeah probably community house number two it was a dormitory building that was built in 1820 and it was used for um the first utopian society so this was a, a unique situation these people were a lot like shakers and they were celibate so Oh. Uh, men were on one side of the hall, women were on the other side of the hall. And I definitely, it was the first building that I really honed in on wanting to get in. And I had to really pursue the person that had keys to that one <laughs> um, and and convince her to let me do an investigation there. And as it turns out, she's done a few investigations in the past, so she was intrigued. And she got me in there. We set up our first investigation. And I thought, you know, uh, 19th century ghosts are not going to talk on a spirit box you know right. that is pure evil and you know we're going to have to use dowsing rods or nothing and uh immediately they all started talking and then they were answering full sentences it was almost like finally somebody's here to talk to us <laughs> every time we go back we get crazy like um i post all my evps on my soundcloud account so if anybody ever wants to hear those uh it's just Joni mahan on soundcloud but uh, one of the EVPs was so intelligent and so crazy. One of the guests said, let's play a little game of hot and cold. You let me know when when I'm getting hot. And she started to get up like she was going to go walk around the room. And a male voice came across the spirit box and he said, little hot. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they were playing along even with our games. It was crazy. So, yeah, that one kind of surprised me. So I know there's a lot of history in Indiana itself as a state, um, but what have you found in your research on New Harmony specifically? Is there anything that stands out as to why it was it's so popular for being such a small area? Um, you know, as far as the haunting goes, there was never any mass tragedies or, you know, big events where a lot of people died or anything. I think it's just the vibe here. And if you you walk around town, you feel it. And I know you would feel it. Uh, Sandy McLeod was just here visiting and she felt, she feels it definitely. It's like, uh, I think, I feel like we're close to, we're on ley lines or something. The energy is just different here. It's almost right. like Sedona, Arizona energy. It's, you just feel it. And people come here because it feels uh, relaxing it feels safe you feel like you're un under a bubble of protection and and it the town itself does pull people in it pulls in people that like it pulled me in uh yep. it pulls in people think for benefit for to benefit the town like it or and it boots people out there's a lot of people that are here for a year or two and they're like yeah i can't handle this everybody's so clickish and i can't i don't like it and it's like i look around i'm like nobody's clickish you know <laughs> right. but I, 
yeah, my energy matches. So, you know, yeah. it's definitely selective on who it pulls in. So, you know, it's definitely a little Mecca for um, visitors and they come for a variety of reasons. Uh, there's a lot of uniqueness to New Harmony. So not only do we have all these old historic buildings in a beautiful downtown area, we have a lot of art installations, a lot of art galleries. Um, there's a lot of shopping for like antiques and things of that nature. And then there's weird stuff. I, you know, it's like, uh, how many towns do you know that has two labyrinths? Oh, wow. You know? Yeah, we have one uh, hedge maze that's made out of bushes. And then we have another one that's carved into granite. Uh, and there's a lot of fountains and a lot of little parks and um, just a lot of uniqueness. So there's a roofless church. There's a big church that has a big dome in the middle and, and the whole thing is open to the skies. And oh, uh, it's it just various uh, flowers. People come here. We uh, used to be uh, have a huge peony farm um right and so there's peonies everywhere in town and so like May, june is usually a beautiful month to come visit so there's just so many varieties for uh, things it's always interesting and it's a golf cart community so i can ride my golf cart it, around. it is yeah i see that's the big, i see the pictures and yeah. the and the videos all the time yeah. of your little yeah. rides and it's i love it i love it yeah it's a it's a pretty little area and it, it's it's definitely interesting you know kind of looking at it from um, you know a medium standpoint you said that when you first went there it was just that energy pull yes and and it's the same just even looking at pictures it's the same it's just that yeah. there's just something about it that just it it draws your attention for sure oh yeah i wish i wish i could get you here and let you walk around what you'd be you know you'd be astounded and you know, there's so many ghosts in so many of the buildings. It's like every building has a ghost. Um, right. You know, it's um, uh, one of um, one of the near one of what where the places where I walk on my ghost walk. There's uh, connected to the same building. Um, all the basements used to be connected, so there's big stone archways in the basements. And oh, that's always, Yeah, that's always intriguing. Why the basements were connected? Well, they were doing work in one of the basements, and they found human remains. Oh. Um, yeah, it was, and they sent it off, and uh, they were told that it was so old that they didn't, they they weren't worried about it. It was, it was either Native American or original settlers from like the wow. early 1800s. So, yeah, they weren't too concerned That's... about it. But I was. I thought, wow, I wonder how many, <laughs> <laughs> how many other bones if they dug up all these basements, how many bones they would find. So right. Yeah, and that definitely would feed into the activity there. I mean, if you're finding remains in some of those buildings. Well, you know, and, and you know, with old historic um, stories, families, um, wealth will cover a lot of misdeeds. Right. So, you know, there could have been a very big possibility that, you know, if somebody were murdered or they died um, in weird situations that, you know, that could be covered up. So you know, there's definitely an undercurrent here too. It's uh, yeah. on the surface, it's very lovely and it's beautiful, it's intriguing, but there, it's almost like that you see the ducks swimming very calmly on the top and the legs are paddling like crazy under the water. Right. There's definitely an undercurrent here. And uh, I haven't quite touched on what it is yet, but I'm, I'm not giving up till I figure it out. <laughs> yeah, there, it's, it's always interesting to look at things from a paranormal standpoint but then also to look at it from a historical standpoint and find where they, you know, where the two worlds really meet. 
Oh yeah, they're definitely connected. You know, I that's actually one of my logos for my business, um, Haunted New Harmony, where history and haunting collide. Yeah. And, you know, and it's true. I mean, one thing leads to the other you know, a lot of times. It and It really does. Yeah, and when we go in and we give them attention and we give them a focus and we hear their stories and repeat them over and over again on our ghost walks, uh, I feel like it empowers them even more. So they were like, they they become more active. And so we probably definitely stirred up the hauntings here by what we're doing. Yeah, possibly to a, an extent. Um, but in a good way, of course. In a good way, though. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's... That's that's no different than say Parsonsfield Seminary, you know, yeah. going in there and giving it the attention. It's definitely you definitely find the history and you find you know as you uncover some more stories, it it can bring up a little bit more of that activity if you're finding things that you maybe shouldn't know. Yes, definitely, and I think we've gotten pretty close a couple of times. Um, one location we were at, um, it's an art gallery now, and uh, the owner is a very nice person. He offered to just let us do an investigation there. Um, they were um, they um, letting in like a small group of people. I think I had maybe 10 people because it was a small area. And we sent a group down to the basement and then a group upstairs, and we had psychic mediums with us and, you know, mediums. and. We started doing the Estes method in the basement. Yes. Um, you know what that is, right? Where they wear the headphones uh, connected to the spirit box. And Tracy started getting this story of um, this building used to be uh, the Centennial Saloon. Oh, and wow. she started getting a story, yeah, from 1870. She started getting a story about uh, the barmaids being pressed into prostitution and of them running and racing away from people being chased through the woods. and when that story was coming out across, you know, the spear box and she was saying it, um, all of a sudden dark shadows start exploding on the walls. And my, <laughs> my group was upstairs um, and it was quiet upstairs. We were just doing dousing rides. Like, are you a male or are you a female? You know, it was like yeah. almost, almost boring. And then all of a sudden, whatever was in the basement shot straight upstairs. And one of the big paintings on the wall launched itself off the wall and hit the man sitting right next to me, scraped his arm up. Wow. Um, so the owner came down immediately. He had been watching us on his security camera and he, he couldn't believe it. He said, let me assure you that I know how to hang paintings. Um, and he said, <laughs> you know, he said that thing wrenched off. He said it made like four different movements before it came flying off the wall. Wow. And, uh, yeah, thankfully it was an acrylic frame, so it didn't break. And the guy that it hit wasn't seriously injured. Uh, he's actually one of my tour guides now. So that's great. <laughs> yeah. So now and he I, knows what to expect. <laughs> yeah, and he has a great story to tell. So right. And uh, so you have you have four tour guides. Yes. And are you working seven days a week, or are you? Um, no, we just pretty much do the weekends. Uh, right now we're not doing anything, anything. We're taking a break cause it got pretty cold here. Um, yes. we, we ended, I think we did our last one the first weekend of November and it was pretty chilly, but, uh, when we get into the weekends, we'll do Friday and Saturday. Sometimes we'll do, um, two walks a night. Um, October, we were cranking them out. Everybody wants to come in October, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 
and it's nice to have options because you know if I don't want to do one somebody contacts me and has a group and they want to do a private walk on a Tuesday um, if I'm not able to do it I can call one of the other people and I can usually get somebody to fill in so yeah it's fun right and it keeps you you know it keeps you busy for sure and then the more that you're able to investigate it and the more you're able to get into these buildings you know does it make you feel like maybe there's more history that you need to find out oh definitely definitely there's so much that we haven't touched on um you know we know the history about the buildings that we investigate and the buildings on a ghost walk but there's so many other buildings and you know just things that aren't there anymore something else is there you can look at one piece of property and there may have been 10 different houses or more right you know or businesses or you know um you never know what what how many lives pass through all these all this land and some of them stuck around yeah and then you i know you had talked about um you went to a little place not far from new harmony a couple weeks ago does that tie into New Harmony at all? Yes, we, um, while Sandy was here visiting, I rented um, a log cabin out in Harmony State Park, which is technically still part of New Harmony, but it's a little bit of outside of town. Okay. And I found out that one of the cabins, they have eight cabins, out, nine cabins out there in the woods and uh, people can rent them. And they were built like in the 1970s or something like that. So they're not old. Uh, right. One of the housekeepers uh, who cleans the cabins told uh, someone who told me that she was in there cleaning the cabin and she saw a woman in period dress walk across the living room and out onto the porch. Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, so I said, oh, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and, and I think it's haunted because the land itself, a lot of the land was taken by eminent domain. So right. somebody had donated 70 acres and the other like i don't know 400 acres or whatever they needed to make the park were taken away from people they i mean they got paid for the land but they might have had homes that had been in the family for you know five generations that they had to yeah. move out of. so i feel like that's probably what's going on in that cabin that it's probably built like near where another home used to be Right. And, uh, we had a lot of activity. It was um, it was pretty active. We were getting a lot of spirit box response. I haven't gone through it yet, but um, and I think the craziest thing was just being sleeping in a haunted place um, unnerves me a little bit. Like I love to investigate, but when I go to bed and close my eyes, I want to know that nothing's going to eat me. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, that I'm not going to be, you know, and I've had some bad experiences in the past and, you know, you're well aware of them because you were helping, oh, yeah. me with, you know, helping me with them. And, yeah. um, you know, we had, uh, we had some pretty crazy experiences on Rose Island. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, we've investigated a lot together. Um, yeah. and, you know, and you know, you were out at my house trying to help me with a soul collector and, you know, um, right. so it just, we've had a lot of things and, so, you know, all that piles together. It's like, you know, I have more experience and I have more abilities now, but that fear, it's almost like PTSD. It doesn't yeah. completely go away. Yeah. And so I'm laying there the first night and uh, I was feeling them all around me, but you know, there's safety and sleep. I've found, you know, if I can get to sleep, 
they don't seem to bother me. Right. And so I got to sleep pretty quickly that first night. The second night, uh, Sandy didn't go and uh, she had the good bed. Like there was one good bed and then a bunk room with mattresses with two inch foam on them, which was awful. Oh, wow. So, Looks like, come on back. Let's see. Uh, did I get you back? Are you there? I am. There we go. <laughs> kind of lost you there for a second. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it says my internet is unstable, which doesn't surprise me. So. <laughs> um so i'll start over again with uh sandy sandy had the good bed yeah and i had the bad bed and so sandy didn't stay the second night so i immediately took her bed and uh and she'd had an experience the night before where she said it felt like something came up and stood next to her bed she even put her hand out and she could feel a cold spot and so I took her bed the second night and I'm well aware that something may come in and stand by the bed. And, right. but I didn't, I didn't even know which side of the bed she slept on. So I thought, well, you know, maybe I'm okay. And I'm laying there and I've got the lights off ish. I had a night light running. Um, <laughs> and all of a sudden I could feel something come into the room and I could feel it come right up to the side of the bed. It was just standing there. Uh, staring down at me and in my mind's eye I could see a big black shadow and we had been getting some pretty negative responses on the spirit box a big deep guttural growl came through a couple times so you know oh, wow. I'm laying there with my eyes shut you know thinking okay the demon's next to the bed <laughs> so um but I, I I just finally went to sleep and and I don't know it might have stood there and stared at me all night for all I know, but I was asleep, so <laughs> I didn't bother. <laughs> <me. laughs> yeah, there's definitely a there's definitely an element of comfort once you're finally asleep. Yes, yes. And you don't want to be woken up. No, definitely, definitely don't want to be woken up. <laughs> oh man. Oh and so let's talk a little bit about um, your books. I know you wrote the one on Haunted New Harmony. Yes. And do you talk in that book about your experiences? Is that book mostly on the history? Um, you know, it's a little bit of both. It's a lot. It's very heavy with the history. And I think a lot of people, but it's written in a way that it's not boring history. You know, it's right. Like, um, the history here, if you take the historical tour, it's very sanitized. And uh, I don't. I don't go in. I don't follow that. I feel like the history is nitty gritty and you got to get in there. You know, you got to tell it like it is. And, um, you know, there's some stories that I'm sure, you know, make people's toes curl when they know that I'm out there telling other people about it. But, um, you know, like the whole celibacy thing, um, right. you know, the standard story is that he thought the second coming of Christ was going to happen and he wanted his group to be pure. So that you know they could you know go to heaven with jesus but i think i think that was definitely a big part of it but i also think that he was smart and he knew that if women didn't have babies they could be in the factories and fields working so he right. was it was profitable you know so i feel like there was probably an underlying reason for a lot of what they did here so 
you know, I talk about stuff like that in my book. And then I do talk about my experiences. Um, my, one of my first experiences is chapter one um, happened at a place called the Arbor House. And it's, it's, it's old, it's 1830s, um, and it's been a gift shop for a long time. Um, it was at least when I wrote the book. And right. when I first moved, moved to New Harmony, I was dying to get into some of these buildings, uh, especially after I figured out that they were haunted. And that building uh, was a gift shop and I could go in and I was like, wow, this is cool. So I walk in and the lights are all off. And I, th I thought, well, this is weird. Um, you know, I checked the sign on the door and they were definitely open and the door was unlocked. So I walked in and was kind of poking around in the dark and looking around. And I got to a back room uh, that was full of Christmas stuff. And I felt somebody come in behind me so strong. It was like, I just turned around because I really thought it was a living person. And of course there was nobody there. But in my mind's eye, I saw a woman very clearly, um, and she was, uh, she reminded me, I kept getting the word school marm and uh, spinster, and she was older, she had her, like, iron gray hair plastered back in a bun, and she had round black, almost like Harry Potter glasses, and, oh, yeah. and she was just very kind, she was like, you know, just acknowledging me. And um, at that point, I really, I was just trying to fit into the town. I didn't tell anybody what I did. I was just trying to lay low and maybe fit in and let people like me before they figured out what a weirdo I was. <laughs> and, um, so I walked out, I, as soon as I got to the front door to leave, the lights popped on. And I thought, okay, this was weird. And I walk outside and the owner of the shop was sitting out under the arbor um, smoking a cigarette. And um, she greeted me and started chatting with me, asking me what I did for a living. Of course, for the first question, I'm like, oh, I'm an author. And I thought, maybe we can just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, oh, what kind of books do you write? And I'm like, okay, here we go, paranormal. <laughs> and, and her eyebrows raised in a way that I thought, okay, she's okay with this. And I said, took a deep breath. And I said, I met your ghost, by the way. And she laughed and looked at me dead on and said, which one <laughs> <laughs> so i you know, that was the first chapter in my book i decided to research try to figure out who the woman was um and i then i learned stories uh that she was freaking other people out with the lights as well she she drove one poor girl to quit um, oh no <laughs> the lights off on her um but I did some research and I found out that it was um, probably a woman named Nora Chadwick Fredijo. She was born in the house and she died in the house and she had connections to two other haunted locations in town. And all these places have a lady in white that's seen. So, you know, I, my joke on my ghost walk is I don't know if Nora's out showing off her brand new white dress or if, uh, <laughs> you know, if it's not related. But um, I did finally find a picture of her. And guess what? Iron gray hair pulled back in a bun and little black Harry Potter glasses. So that I was like, fabulous. it was a pretty good validation for me. So, yeah, we talked to Nora when we do our ghost walks and she seems to be fine. Do you have any locations that you would probably rather not investigate um no not really but there there is one in particular that unnerves me just a little bit um 
you know, the Fauntleroy house, like I would, I've investigated it and I'm fine with it, but I wouldn't want to be there by myself in the dark. Right. Uh, a couple um, next door to it is another house that was owned um, by another Fauntleroy. Okay. And uh, it's used as a guest house. Um, Historic New Harmony puts people up that are visiting for giving lectures or if they're having some kind of event and they put special people there. And um, it's also uh, the place where a man named Homer Fauntleroy used to live back in the early 1900s. And he was a photographer. And if you Google old pictures of New Harmony from the early 1900s, his name will be at the, across the bottom of them. Oh, wow. And he, he was actually the brother of the woman that lived in the, at the other house. So brother and sister were side by side. And um, he also had a reputation of being someone who you never wanted to leave your children alone with. Oh, no. So, yeah, and it was a little hard because he was the school photographer as well. Oh. So, and, and people talk about having bad vibes there, and we really never got to investigate it because it's a guest house. Um, but I did learn one of the housekeepers was coming down the stairs or getting ready to come down the stairs and got pushed all the way down to the bottom to the point where she had to call 911. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. So we brought a psychic medium friend there. We couldn't get in, but we just walked around the property and we didn't tell her anything about it at all. And the first thing out of her mouth was, did a pedophile live here? So, wow. yeah. So it's the vibe there is very dark. And it was one of those stories where, you know, we talked about a little bit before where they maybe don't want us to uncover some of this information. So right. staying, there, staying there and knowing what we know and sharing what we know, maybe not good for us, you know? Right. And they get to come upstairs right along with the housekeeper. Yeah. And maybe they, maybe the housekeeper kind of knew some of that history and knew about that person. And that may be why that event took place. Very, very possible. Wow. And yeah, that's this has been this has been great. I I've loved sitting here chatting, get to know the history. Um, I have I've thought, you know, a few times about possibly coming out there for a you know a visit and investigating out there and seeing the town. Um, You're welcome anytime. You know, I've got a, I've got a, I have a futon. <laughs> so, you know, depending on how many people you bring, you know, I've got space for a couple. So <laughs> that'd be great. Yeah, we will, we'll for sure have to, we'll have to plan something. I want to, I've been talking for a couple of years about doing um, kind of a ghost tour and hitting a few places back east. So, It'd be oh, a lot I'd of love to hear your take on some of these buildings, you know, to bring in somebody of your caliber to be able to um, tell me what you're feeling and seeing would be incredible. So that would be great. Well, and again, if anybody wants to find your books, um, where is where's a good place for them to find those? Well, all my books are on Amazon.com. Um, and if you want to check out my website, I've got uh, blogs and uh, information about my ghost walks and paranormal pictures and all kinds of fun stuff. And that's JoniMahan.com. And if you can't figure out how to spell my name, haunt, it also HauntedNewHarmony.com will also take you there. So Great. Well, it's been great talking to you again, Joni. Thank you so much for sitting down with me. Yeah, thank
thanks for having me on. It was really great catching up with you. Absolutely. We'll have to do it again more on, uh, you know, not necessarily on a podcast forum. Yes, absolutely. I would love that. And I will uh, post on the podcast for everybody uh, the website. So you've got the spelling for both websites. Okay. And um, I will also uh, try and attach a link for the uh, Amazon as well. Awesome. That would be great. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much, Joni. And we will, uh, we will talk to you again soon. Sounds good. All right. Mm -hmm. Bye. Again, thank you so much to Joni for that interview. I had a great time talking to her, learning some new things about Haunted New Harmony and more information about her books. I will put a link on the page for The Life of a Utah Medium, the link for her websites, and um, the, a link to get a hold of her directly if maybe you're out in Indiana and you're curious about doing the tour. Thank you so much again, everybody, for listening. And I look forward to bringing you more episodes in the coming weeks. Um, next week, we have the reattempted interview with uh, Kristen and talking about Haunted Belair, Ohio. And we will talk a little bit about her work also as a reader for California Psychics. Also, just to rehash... Uh, we do have readings still available on the Facebook page on the Life of a Utah Medium. And I also have openings still for group readings through the end of the year. And we are going to start looking at the next few weeks, the schedule for 2022, starting January 1st. And we will talk about group readings and where to find the events that are coming up and all that information in the coming episodes leading up to the first of the year. I am still on the Patreon guys. And one of the special things about this week's episode is I was able to do a face-to-face -face interview on Zoom with Joni. And so as part of your investment into the Patreon for the group, I am going to upload a bonus for you where you will get to see the face-to-face -face video between myself and Joni and see the interview in video form on the Patreon page. If you are interested in information, you can either get a hold of me or if you look on the Life of Utah Medium Facebook page, you'll be able to see the link for the Patreon page there as well. We did have the uh, Facebook Live Gallery reading session uh, was actually postponed. Uh, we had a couple of scheduling conflicts that ended up taking precedence. So I will be rescheduling that, and you can find the information, the date and time for that on the Facebook page as well. If you have any other questions, if you have any comments or feedback regarding the shows, Please feel free to send me a message and I will get back to you and, and I take all feedback and I try to use it in the show to help make the show better for you guys. So thank you to everybody who does reach out and who has given information so far that's helped out the show and helped made things better. 
Thank you so much, everybody, again, for listening in, for supporting the page, for supporting my work. I appreciate you guys more than I could ever tell you, and I am excited to continue this journey with you guys. I will look forward to releasing the next episode again next Sunday, a week from today. Thanks so much for listening in, for tuning in. We love you guys. And this has been another great episode on the life of a Utah medium.